Blog Talk Radio. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free, we're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights, we're Americans. We make up America, but it's amazing America. Welcome to our Convention of States podcast, That Provident Article. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the United States Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States project. My name is Paul Hodson. I am the co-director here in the great state of Texas. Each week we meet to educate ourselves on Article 5 to promote the Convention of States project and its use of Article 5 to reign in our federal government. For more information regarding the Convention of States project, I invite you to visit www.conventionofstates.com. Later in the show, if opportunity allows, our call-in number is 914-205-5632. Further contact information is available at blogtalkradio.com for that Provident article. We want to thank Madison Rising, America's most patriotic rock band, endorsers of the Convention of State Project, for the use of all the music here on our episodes of That Provident Article. Please visit their website at www.madisonrising.com. And a quick review as we begin our show, Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution is available there in full on blogtalkradio.com on our site. We particularly look at that phrase, Convention for Proposing Amendments, as initiated by the applications of two-thirds of the state's legislatures. And we want to point out the subject matter of our application at the Convention of States Three points, impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. And a good Saturday morning to everybody. This is going to be a very quick introduction as we have to jump right into our presentation, which is going to take the remainder of the program this morning. So I know I have a caller who's on hold, and I have your number written down in case you need to contact me, or you can always send me an email. You can contact me straight through blogtalkradio.com. And uh, our, our uh, presentation today is on putting our Convention of States plank on a platform. And without further ado, we're going to jump right into that. Today's presentation is dealing with putting up our plank on a platform, on a political platform, the Convention of States. So we want to talk about three different areas. Why bother with an effort to place a pro-convention of states plank on a party platform? What is the process? We're going to spend a lot of time there. The process getting a plank on the platform. And what other and maybe unexpected benefits should you expect from this type of effort? So why bother with an effort to place this plank on a platform? A platform plank reflects the will of the grassroots, and the platform in general reflects the entire will. It's something that's built up over time, something which people gathered together will fight for. They have molded it to reflect what they believe and what they want their legislators, their elected officials to do. It's also something which political leaders will pay attention to. Now, that doesn't mean they follow it to the letter. 
a lot of people would like them to. That is certainly the wish. That doesn't happen. However, they do pay attention. Great example is Governor Greg Abbott. He was on Mark Levin's show on May 26th. He mentioned the Texas platform and the plank there, and we have something called a legislative priority section. There are five of those in Texas, and the Article 5 Convention of States plank is a legislative priority. It's something which you can use politically as somewhat of a hammer uh, or a, a lever, gives you leverage at the Capitol when you're dealing with your legislators. And maybe the biggest thing that you get out of this is it's an effort which requires uh, a great amount of muscular political activity. And when you exercise this type of muscle, and this is a phrase which Mark Meckler has been using for about a, at least a year now, dealing with the Convention of States activity, uh, it's a very muscular activity politically. And when you exercise this type of political muscle, you end up building political capital, something that you can spend and you can, again, leverage with your legislators, leverage at the Capitol, and it's something you can leverage with other groups you're going to be working with, uh, political parties, uh, any of the coalitions groups that we work with. Once you start building that type of political capital and you get that reputation, the credibility which comes with that, uh, it becomes very impressive and something which is very, very helpful. And it's also going to be a great exercise. So we want to look at the process. We want to understand the structure of getting a plank on the platform. It's really, really similar to how you get delegates selected to the convention process, which go through the caucus or the convention process in the states. Just like delegates, platforms bubble up from the bottom, platform planks. Understand this, a platform plank is not legislation, so you don't have to be getting in the weeds on language all the time and be very detailed. You will need to establish some allies within the resolution slash platform committees, and depending on your state, uh, it may be called a resolution committee, it may be called a platform committee. Same idea, you're going to be dealing with planks. And in general, I am assuming that most every state works like Texas in general, and that's going to be where my experience is coming from in presenting this. And we want to understand that victory goes to those who have the majority of the participants, something which Mike Ferris emphasizes over and over. And the good news again on that is we're in the majority here. You will find that you will have lots and lots of allies who we will speak about and lots and lots of supporters uh, in general may not even be supporters in the Convention of States in your Nation Builder tool, but they are supporters who support Article 5, and we will have victory there. And you will also find, I think, in your committee, your platform committee meetings, we definitely have the majority of participants. One, understand the structure of the process, getting, getting a plank on the platform, and there's four levels of conventions or caucuses uh, in the nation. The precinct level is your lowest level, the first level, and that's, that's when you vote, where you vote, and that's where everything starts. It's going to generally start on primary election day. The next level is either county or parish, or you may, it may be consolidated into a district. That level is going to be, uh, again, it's going to bubble up from the precinct. You're going to have planks which come, and you will discuss them and vote on them at that level. And then from that level, it bubbles up to the state level, the third level. And every four years, presidential election years, we then have the national level in which planks, again, can bubble up from the states. So this first level, the precinct level, where we begin primary election day, 
and maybe in the week or two after that, they you have the opportunity to introduce your resolution at your precinct or local convention caucus meeting. So be prepared to explain and defend your resolution. You're going to want to do it in, in one to three minutes. It doesn't have to be fancy. Uh, a lot of folks who are there are very limited on time. A typical precinct meeting is going to occur either in the evening or on a Saturday, and it's going to be the entire length of the meeting wants to be kept to about 30 minutes. So understand there's other business which goes on. You want to just introduce your resolution, make sure that people can understand what it is you're you're trying to push up to the next level. You want to be able to to negotiate with opposition at this point, especially at this point. Give the argument that uh, you want a fair hearing by a larger group of people, even if someone is opposed to this in general, and you may have to agree to do that with something of theirs. It may even be something which is contrary to Article 5, something which opposes an Article 5 or a constitutional convention. Be willing to negotiate with these folks at this point and say, we want to push this up. I'm willing to push yours up for a vote by a, the larger body, body if you're willing to, to push mine up for a vote with the larger body. And here's where you have opportunity to, to be an ally. Offer, and this will be usually with your county or your uh, district level officials, offer to participate on, your, on their resolutions or, or their platform committee at the next level. Uh, that'll take some time, but that makes you an ally. Rather than having to find an ally, you can be the ally. Uh, district captains, if you can find somebody who's involved in party politics, uh, that's a, a great time, in, if it's one of your volunteers, a great time to uh, make an ally there and, and have them help you out. Because what happens here at the second level is we want to be monitoring activity in the platform and the rules committees. The, the rules committee plays a, a role here because they set the rules on debate. Uh, how long debate will be, how many people get to participate in debate for or against whether it's going to be back and forth or whether it's going to be one side first and then, then the uh, opposition side next. Um, those type of things will be uh, explained and described and defined in the rules, and it affects how platform and planks end up getting discussed and debated. So you want to pay attention because they can use rules to either constrain debate if they want to keep something out, or they can use it to expand it and to help some issues. And it may not be necessarily Article 5 they're, they're focusing on, but it can have ramifications on, on the Article 5 processes, the Article 5 planks, if they're uh, targeting something else. Again, there's a lot of political uh, undertoes to what happens in, in these types of, of political meetings. These committees, the platform and rules committees, will meet prior to the full convention, even at the, at the county and, and district level. So you're going to have to be prepared to spend some time working either with or in these committees. You're going to be wanting to recruit volunteers to bring testimony before this platform committee. And again, it's going to meet before that, the actual big meeting. Uh, meetings are typically pro probably on a Saturday of the entire convention or caucus. Those committees are going to be meeting uh, the week or maybe even two weeks before, and you should be able to find out from your, your party officials when and where those meetings are taking place so you can bring volunteers to speak to a plank which has been presented and bubbled up from the precinct level. Once that session occurs, you want to be attentive during that session. They are going to announce when the rules and the platform committee are going to meet one final time during your convention or your caucus. And you want to be able to, to be there and you want to be able to monitor what goes on in those committees 
And of course, you want to send volunteers to testify before that final platform committee meeting. Once again, to emphasize the support that the plank has and to articulate what that plank means. And when the, the whole convention convenes again, you want to listen to that rules report and find out if anything has happened which might affect the floor debate and, and to understand the rules for the floor debate. You, you want to uh, be on the good side of, of the monitor, the, the person who is actually uh, moderating the entire convention, the, the person who is the chair of the convention. Typically, it's a, a party chair uh, already. So somebody who knows how to run one of these meetings uh, by either Robert's Rules of Orders or possibly Mason's Rules. But typically, Robert's Rules of Order are used in these lower-level conventions. Always be prepared at that point for a floor fight regarding your plank or resolution. It may not happen depending on where you're at, or it may happen. So, so have your witnesses, your supporters, and your volunteers ready and prepared to testify before the entire convention or caucus. Uh, find out the people who are willing and people maybe who are the best at doing this because you will be limited, again, by those rules. You're probably going to be limited to having two or three people speak at the most on your plank. And be careful but shrewd in regards to the exact wording of your, of your resolution. It's not legislation. Don't panic if something needs to get changed as long as the principle is remaining the same for the Article 5 plank. It doesn't have to be worded the way that the resolution is, uh, but you also don't want something added in which changes the meaning or, or brings conflict to what you're trying to do. The third level, the state level, it's the same general process as, as the previous level was. Uh, it looks the same structurally. It's just going to be more intense, more people involved. Here's where we want to emphasize that the work you do before the convention or caucus begins is the real heavy lifting. Uh, this is where you're going, to, you're going to be able to put a plank on the report that goes to the full convention, and it's easier to defend a plank that's already there than it is to try to insert one or amend something during a convention floor debate. You're going to want to find the appropriate subcommittee or subcommittees, and it's probably going to be some type of federalism type of committee uh, where you are going to be presenting your testimony, where you, your resolution is going to be heard, where it's going to be discussed and debated by a typically a subcommittee, probably about five people involved in that. You want to find out who's on there, where they're meeting, and when they're meeting. You want to monitor rules and platform committees again. Now understand at this point, not just are they meeting ahead of time, they're meeting for full day sessions, and it's two or three days typically before the convention begins. I'm going to use the Texas example. We meet from a Thursday to Saturday full convention. Those committees begin on Monday. And Monday, they'll typically start a little later in the morning, but on Tuesday and Wednesday, those are full days in which they're 12 to 14 hours days. They start at 8 in the morning, and it's not unusual for that to end at 10 in the evening, and very little breaks in between. They will kind of rotate amongst themselves when they're taking breaks. So you need people on the ground monitoring and also testifying. You want to understand the difference between a temporary and permanent committees. Those days before the convention actually meets, that's a temporary committee. They've been appointed by whoever in the party to serve on those committees. They aren't necessarily going to be the members who are there when the permanent committee is voted on when the convention begins. But most of the time, they're, you're going to have most of the members the same. This is where a little bit of uh, politics may come into play if someone on a committee is not supporting 
something that, that the party has wanted to be supported, they can be removed uh, through some, some activity when the permanent committees are voted on and elected. And you want to be able to send waves of witnesses for testimony. You want to overwhelm these committees, especially the platform committee, in support of the plank. Now, this will probably work itself out on its own. It's what happened in Texas, even though we meet for two and three days for an extended amount of time because you're dealing with an all-volunteer uh, group of advocates. They are going to be available at different times during the day and in the evening. And what happens is it's a, it's a continual drip which comes before these committees supporting Article 5. And we've had the experience, I know I did two years ago when I went and testified on the, on the Monday evening, when I got up to give my testimony for Article 5, uh, one of the members of the subcommittee, somebody who opposes us but, but is still a good, good guy, uh, he said, uh, not another Article 5 person. And this is the type of thing you want to have happen in which you're overwhelming them. They're hearing it over and over again. Uh, at different times of the day, you don't want to you don't want to force yourself into a constraint in which everybody get together at one o'clock and we're going to send uh, ten people in a row. Uh, don't worry about that. You really want the continual uh, reminder that Article Five is on a lot of people's minds throughout the the entire process, the two or three days that they meet. And again, allies are 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 crucial on these committees. You're going to need to cultivate some relationships with at least one or two favorable committee members. Again, the good news, you're going to find these people. Uh, they are out there in every state, I'm confident, that you will find people who are very supportive of the Convention of States project, and you need to build a relationship so that you can get some inside scoop from these folks when they are not meeting, right? When they either before their time of preparation, when they're on some type of break, uh, if you need to feed them some information, give them help. They're going to be the people who are going to be defending the plank once the committee is voting and debating and voting because at that point, you don't have a say. Be prepared for any political subterfuge and have your supporters ready to respond. Now, a couple things that can mean. Your committees, there may be committees that get stacked against you. We found that in Texas this year. The full committee was uh, populated with a lot of people who were very strong on nullification, and they understood the importance of the Article 5 resolution, but they really wanted to push the idea of nullification as well, and we wanted to keep those ideas completely separate as planks. And have your supporters ready to respond if something occurs. Uh, again, this is something that happened to us. As Governor Abbott pointed out, he's very happy that we have a legislative priority. There is a separate legislative priority committee, which put us in as one of the top five, and then on Wednesday evening, the evening before the convention started, we found out that our legislative priority was replaced by another issue. Um, and so we, we got to the convention on Thursday and realized that we had a fight ahead of us when the permanent committee was going to meet because we needed to get that put back as a legislative priority, which meant somebody was going to be unhappy because we were going to bump somebody else's priority. But you have to be ready to respond, and what we did here in Texas ahead of time, we knew that communication was going to be important for several different things in participating at the convention, but certainly for the platform fight itself. We went ahead and we built a completely new Slack team, so not a channel within your, your Slack communication that you use at the state level. This is a completely brand new stand-up team that you can build using Slack just for the convention, and this was for anybody who was involved in the convention. So you don't have to be concerned about um, 
vetting people for if they uh, are read in to be to understand state strategies because they're not on that slack team they're going to be on a team in which here's we need you here to do this we need somebody here to do that we need people at the booth if you've got a booth but this was really especially for platform issues and we use this very effectively um, that Thursday in which we needed to get people to the committee room to testify before the permanent committee Speaking of the permanent committee, they're going to meet and hear testimony just once, most likely, and it's going to be a very, very constrained time frame. Here in Texas, that was 45 minutes total for testimony. You're going to get probably two minutes per person. So get your witnesses there. Get your supporters there early. Everybody who is part of the Convention of States, have them sign up. You can always proxy and and have somebody stand up and say, I'm going to have this person stand in and speak and take my time. Do that so that you can block your opposition. That's a strategy you want to use. As I said, we had to fight for that legislative priority position. We ended up with the 45 minutes of testimony. We had 14 people give testimony, plus two legislators, and we only had one and a half uh, testimonies in opposition. Now, there were a few other things that were testimonies for other issues. One person got very, very frustrated as, as he spoke, and he's a, a leader in the Republican Party here in Texas, very frustrated when he said, enough of this Article 5 stuff. We get it already. Well, that's the point. We want to overwhelm again, and we want to be able to control the debate, uh, and when you have the numbers, you can do that. And once again, be prepared for a floor fight. Once it gets past the committee and it's, it's on the permanent report that goes to the entire floor for a vote, uh, have your volunteers and witnesses ready at every microphone uh, just in case. Two times in a row we've been ready, and two times in a row here in Texas, 2014, 2016, we have not had to defend from the microphone. Sometimes time just runs out, and there's a lot of other issues which get, get discussed. But you may have a fight. So make sure you have people placed, and again, remember the rules as to how many people are going to speak. Here in Texas, we had four microphones. We had at least two volunteers in place in front of each microphone just in case you know, how things played out from the chair recognizing whichever microphone and who was going to get to speak. Leads us to the fourth level, uh, national level, only occurs in presidential elections. Again, same general process, so we're not going to go through that. Just uh, some encouragement for you. Texas is going to be sending some allies to Cleveland. And by that, of course, we mean that we have not only people who are delegates, but people who are probably going to be serving on some committees who are allies of Article 5 and of the Convention of States. Uh, because expect a push there in Cleveland at the national level in the, in the Republican Party to insert an Article, 5, an Article 5 plank on the national platform. This is a result of all the hard work our supporters around the nation have been doing in the different states. We know Colorado has passed, and Maine has passed a plank, and uh, I know there are several others who have passed planks. These are all starting to bubble up. That gets enough attention when you have a, even a handful. That gets enough attention to warrant consideration for a plank at the national level, and we can have a fight there. And uh, We think we're sending a pretty good advocate from Texas. The leader of our delegation is Governor Abbott, and of course, he is big time on board in supporting the Convention of States project. So remember, just another reminder that it's not legislation. Uh, and I'll give you an example from 2014. Here was our initial resolution that we presented at the precinct level. I'm not going to read it out loud because it, it 
reads real similar to our our three points of our legislation. You know, we want to call for our legislators to uh, pass a resolution which imposes fiscal restraints, limits the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, limits terms of office for officials and members of Congress. You know, if we got a plank that said that, we'd be ecstatic because that represents exactly what we want the legislature to pass. But here's what actually ended up happening in the final version of the resolution of the plank at the state level in Texas. And I'm going to read it in case you're only listening to this and not seeing the slides. Article 5 Convention, under no circumstances shall the Bill of Rights, the first 10 constitutional amendments, be changed in any manner. We urge the Texas state legislators to take the lead in calling for an Article 5 amending convention of states for the specific purpose of reigning in the power of the federal government. Any proposed amendments must be ratified by three-fourths of the states to take effect. So we had somebody, an ally, craft and draft this plank for us, and he was able to keep the principle of our resolution, but also to assuage some of the opposition by, by specifically mentioning the, the Bill of Rights are not going to be touched and by specifically mentioning the ratification process. Don't worry, they're not going to change that. You're, it's still going to take three-fourths of the states for an amendment to be ratified. So that's very helpful. Don't panic if your resolution gets changed, if your plank gets changed to that level, as long as it uh, maintains the principle of what you're trying to push forward. Now, a fight we had here in Texas again this year, as I mentioned, the platform committee was stacked with a lot of nullification folks. When they realized that they weren't going to be able to get the Article 5 plank out, they wanted to propose amendments to it which said, and basically we want to consider nullification also. And we fought to say, no, you, you were uh, basically muddying the waters of the principle. We want to speak to Article 5. Now, if you want to put a nullification plank in, that's a separate plank. And in fact, we have one of those uh, in the Texas platform, but it's not muddied up with ours. You're going to have some other strategy decisions to make while you're there. If there's an opposing plank that currently exists, do you try to remove it? For example, we have one here in Texas, and you may have one in your state. A constitutional convention. We strongly oppose any constitutional convention to rewrite the, the United States Constitution. And there's a specific plank they want to have or a specific resolution they want to have rescinded that they mention. We made a determination two years ago, 2014, to not worry about this plank and, or to fight it because that they, they specify what they mean by the phrase constitutional convention, meaning to rewrite the U.S. Constitution. Well, we support opposition to rewriting the Constitution, so we went ahead and said we weren't going to touch that, even though we think it uh, really, really uh, adds some, some misinformation and confusion to the discussion of an Article 5 plank. We decided to leave that alone, and even again here in 2016, we basically decided to leave it alone. We weren't ready to have that fight. Now, that may change two years from now, depending on where we're at with Convention of States, but at this point, the strategy was as long as it's something which is that specified and we can go ahead and, and support in good conscience, we aren't going to go ahead and have that fight. We're going to wrap it up with some of the unexpected benefits you can expect from this type of effort. Your team is going to gain experience. I mentioned a little bit about what happens. You have to be able to adapt your strategy and your tactics very quickly. Unlike a legislative session, which extends for weeks and months, and even Texas even though it's 140 days and seems very fast, you at least have time to react. When you're at the convention process, 
you were talking about a compression of uh, at best days, but often it's just hours and minutes where you have to respond. Uh, that is why we had our preparation of having a Slack communication tool specifically for the convention so that we could communicate with everybody involved right away and they could all see that message or they were next to someone who saw the message and we could get our team members to respond. You're going to get lots of opportunity to provide concise testimony in front of an audience. This is great experience before you go to the Capitol and have to do that in front of committees there at the Capitol. We found this to be uh, very rewarding in 2014 and then again this year, 2016, in terms of building your team, your convention of states team in your state. That shared experience of going to battle will draw your team closer together. We didn't realize this would happen in 2014. It was really the, the beginning the, of our coalescing together as a team. We had really just formed in 2014, and that ex shared experience really helped us. Uh, through, through our legislative session, there were people that we knew we could count on, and we already knew what to expect. And we had that same experience again in 2016 with the people who've come on in just the last year had not gone through that before. They're all responding with the same thing, that the convention experience really, really helped them feel like they're part of a team and part of a family even, as we discussed with the Convention of States here in Texas. And finally, very unexpected, especially this year in 2016, you build political influence in your state, and I want to call that you build capital that you can use at the capital. So your political capital is something you're going to be able to spend at the capital uh, and with your legislators. Uh, pretty exciting that, that we have that type of influence now at this point, uh, being less than three years old as an entire project nationwide, and that we are beginning to have that type of leverage with legislators and with people at the capital. So... Uh, that wraps it up about putting a plank on the platform, why it's important, why it's worth the effort, and I hope this has been helpful to everyone, um, and we thank you much here from the Convention of States here in Texas. And that's a wrap for our podcast today, and hopefully even this ending is, is making it onto the episode. We've just passed the 30-minute mark, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.